Hello everyone, how are you doing? This is Josue from Empathy Cafe, where everybody's got a story that can change your heart. Today's guest is Janine Lemon, a Facebook friend that I met, uh, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, Janine Lemon is an only child, <clears throat> excuse me, born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. She's a 42-year-old single mom to four amazing children, ages 12, 9, 5, and 3. She has worked at home care for 23 years and loves her job. Helping people is her passion, and if there is one thing she wishes to teach everyone, it's just how important self-love is for our well-being. This is One-on-One -on -one Life with Janine Levin. Hello, welcome, Janine. How are you? Hi. Thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. It is. A I'm very happy. When did we meet on Facebook, and how did we meet on Facebook? I I don't remember now. My mind um, just blank. You no, know, we met on Facebook. Well, I entered a contest for no frills, and I had commented how I'm getting through not being able to see my friends that we would have wine night and we would do a video chat and three or four of us would get together, lock ourselves in our bedroom away from our kids okay. and have a couple glasses of wine and chit chat. And that's how we got through the not allowed to see anybody time. And you liked my um, comment and you asked if you could use it in Empathy Cafe. So we became friends that way. That's true. I'm yeah. for a go, Janine. <laughs> no, that's okay. I didn't. <laughs> uh, well, when when we see your your profile on social media on Facebook, yeah. Um, besides a great smile, uh, there is a sentence that it says, uh, "Perfectly imperfect." What do you mean by that, Janine? Perfectly imperfect. Okay, so I'm 42 years old and I've reached a point in my life where I've learned like to embrace um, my so-called flaws. They're not actually flaws. They're just what makes each person unique. Um, whether it be my stretch marks, my cellulite, my rolls, my saggy skin, my freckles, um, no silver hair yet, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> um, it just means to me that I'm just perfect the way I am. And so is everyone else. We just need to embrace that in order to um, live our life to the fullest. We, we live on our insecurities so much. And it's not only physical. It's like we all have fears. We all make mistakes. Those can be considered flaws, but they're perfect. Yeah. Like they're just, that's what makes us who we are. So perfectly imperfect goes well with me and everyone else. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. I, I, I heard, I don't know if it was Instagram or social media or TikTok, one of the social media, uh, Facebook probably, uh, that we are flossom. And, uh, I love that. I like that. Yeah, me too. I like that term. I'm, I'm flossom. 
And, yeah. and those flaws are not real flaws. They are just traits of our physical uh, reality. Uh, but when we go to the grocery store and we go to check out our our food, there are all these magazines and uh, the ladies are photoshopped, so they don't have any blemishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys, they don't have double chin, as I do. They have muscles. And uh, whatever you want it or not, that is slowly doing something to our psyche. Isn't that right? Of course, yeah. Um, social media with the filters, for instance, right? Like, if I want to do something, I'll just put way more makeup on. I'm not going to filter it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just being, yeah. But I mean, yeah, we see it all around all the time. And it starts at an early age of what perfect should look like or that there is a perfect. So it's embedded in our brains from early age, right? The only way we can do that is hope that we can teach our children at home. Um, you know, that it's okay. It's okay that you've made a mistake. It's okay that, you know, you've got a freckle on your nose. It makes you who you are. And I, I totally do that. And I, I, I really focus on that with my own kids because I mean, seeing it every day on TV, everywhere, books, magazines, like you you said, avoid it. Yeah. My daughter is turning 13 in in two weeks. One of the reasons why she wants to be 13 is because at 13, she can have a Snapchat. And the reason why she wants a Snapchat is because of the filters. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I try to, tell, I will let her go to a Snapchat because 13 is the, is the age that you are allowed to do that. But uh, I'm trying to have conversations with, with her about, you know, you're fine as you are. If you use filters, what I tell her is just for um, art. You know, like mm-hmm. you're a makeup artist. Right. Or for what fun, like oh, turning oh, yourself oh, into a puppy or an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's true. It's all good fun. There is anything wrong with, with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did that um, uh, philosophy help you to to this big event? Um, you went with a few ladies and uh, you took a few pictures in your underwear with a group of ladies. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And, and and was it difficult to do? How did you come up with that idea? And, and what was the purpose of it? Okay. I didn't come up with the idea. Um, my family, like photographer who had done a photo shoot for me a year prior, had posted on Facebook that she wanted to do um, an underwear photo shoot to empower women. Well, right away, I was like, wow, that is incredible. I'd like to be a part of this. Uh-huh. So I messaged her and I was in. She she picked a few ladies and I had never met these ladies before. Um, we were all strangers to each other. Um, but I felt it was something that I totally needed to do because uh, I needed it to help me grow more and to see that it's okay to be yourself and it doesn't matter that you're not perfect it was just it was just the right thing for me to do at the time in my journey um so i did it and yes it was scary and it took me way out of my comfort zone but you don't grow if 
you stay in your comfort. You got to push yourself. And so driving there, I was a nervous wreck thinking, oh my goodness, everybody's going to see me in my underwear. Well, yeah, you know what? Who cares? I figured that out after. (laughs) You know, ladies that I met were truly amazing. Um, I left there with a different sense of myself. Uh, We came from all body shapes, all ages. It was, I learned so much from them and it's not something that I regret doing. And I'm probably going to do it again in the future because even with my weight loss, I still have insecurities, but I don't want to focus on them anymore. I don't. I'm proud of how far I've come and I will do it again just to give that boost of like, yeah, this is me. Take me or leave me. Good good of you done it. Hadn't you lost weight by the time the photo shoot happened? So if you had been very early on your weight loss journey, would have you still done that photo shoot or you did because you were already, um, you had already lost weight and you will, you feel better with yourself? Um, to answer that question, when, when I was above average, uh, I had no self-esteem at all. Uh, I didn't have a lot of confidence. That was my emotional state. So I don't think my emotional state could have got me to get out there in my underwear Uh, because I would hold myself back from that. mm -hmm. So going back four years, to answer your question, no, I probably wouldn't have been able to because I was scared. And I was still scared in a different way going a year ago to do this. But... Um, I have more self-confidence now and I have the self-esteem and I know that no matter what my body looks like and looking back, I wish I could have told myself that, you know, at 260 pounds that, you know what, you can be out there in your bra and underwear. It's okay. I wish I could do that, but I can't. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going with what I have now. My tools are my mindset. And uh-huh. now, <laughs> yeah. I really look up to you. I am I am very self conscious as well of my of my weight. I I take some medications that make me gain weight that uh, retain water and give me a huge appetite. So I've uh-huh. I've, I've gained a lot of weight, and uh, just thinking of being on the in front of the camera that. That is that is huge. So I, I respect you a lot for doing that and and how you like it. I, I've mentioned to the, I mentioned this to you before that I respect you because even if the pictures were ladies and I'm a man, I thought if they do it, I could do it too. I can go exactly. in the summer to the beach and mm-hmm. take my shirt off because last few summer, summers when I go to the beach. I leave my oversized T-shirt on because I don't want people to see my belly, right? Because yeah. I haven't uh, embraced who who I am. But uh, looking at your pictures and seeing seeing all the different shapes and state stages in their health journey encourages me. So so thank you, thank you very much. Well, you're welcome. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> 
you never know. You never know who you are reaching when you do things like that. Um, there may be thousands of people, and in different ways. So yeah. I want to I want to affirm you and 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 and, and tell you thank you for for taking that steps. Uh, one thing that that you do that I have observed. Uh, I don't stalk you, but uh, I follow you on Facebook, so I see the things that you put, right? And yeah. you put a lot of pictures uh, when you go for walks. So you enjoy yeah. walking and I... walking and reflecting, etc. But you do walk with your friends a lot. And in one of your posts, you were saying that uh, you walk with them, with other women, while laughing, crying, and talking. Uh, what role do your friends play? play in your journey a huge role i call them my tribe <laughs> their tribe That's yes be, they're my tribe because um we're we're all there to lift each other up push each other to like just keep going don't stop um we're all at different areas like in our journeys and and we just go together i do like walking with them because you go further you go faster but you don't even it's effortless because you're uh, with friends and yes. right now being a single mom and finding the time to go for a walk <laughs> and see your friends and be with your children there's not enough pieces of me to like break up i can't do that right so i can kind of i hate to put this term but kill two birds with one stone so I get to see my friends, we get to vent, we get to talk, like you said, laugh, and I, I cry, I'm emotional <laughs> on my walks. Um, we just get to chit-chat and do what we would have done sitting and having uh, coffee, or we're out moving. So we're doing our exercise and our, I call it not just exercise, but it's my mental health. It's what I've done to alleviate stress. I've had so much stress in the past year that this is what got me through even more. And I'm grateful that I'm able to walk properly now. So so having my friends there is very important to me. There are days that I like to go by myself because I just need to be alone and, uh, and just take in the scenery and not talk about anything, just go. But I am grateful to my tribe that are loving walking just as much as I am. It's it's safer too when you think about it. That is that is true. That is true. yeah. But um, no, I How I I really appreciate them, and I love it when they give me a call or they text me and say, "Hey, you want to go for a walk?" I'm I'm in. <laughs> How yeah. often do you go for walks? Um, I I do it as much as I possibly can. So it hasn't been as much lately because work has been really another stress that I'm going through working a lot but um i do go two to three times a week and i try oh, to do between cute. i try to do between five kilometers to 10 kilometers my most is 16 but i was with a friend and it didn't feel that way so yeah <laughs> and the main reason you do the walks is exercise or mental health both what is a combination it's, it's, of both yes it's a combination of both mental health and from actual exercise, it lowers my blood sugar. I do have type two diabetes, but it's on, I like to call it remission because I'm not on any medication anymore, but 
if I do like I, I eat everything I want to eat, but if I eat a blizzard or, um, you know, something that is very high carb, my sugars go up. Taking that walk is uh, burning it off for me. So it, it's a combination of health, mental health, emotional health. Yeah. So, so you're mentioning mental, mental health, and you also mentioned that uh, you used to be above average. Um, mm -hmm. um, you, how does mental health and self-esteem affect our eating habits? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do this without crying. <laughs> okay. I am. <laughs> um. It goes hand in hand because when you are holding on to childhood traumas, present day traumas, you sometimes, some people use alcohol, some people use drugs. I like to say I suffered from foodism. That's my word. <laughs> foodism. Yeah. I would go to, I would go to food because I held on to so much and didn't talk about it. I kept it in for forever. And I just recently, at the start of my journey, three years ago, I went to see a counselor and I started talking about um, my traumas <laughs> that I had suppressed. And it all came out and it felt good to tell somebody because I was trying to deal with it with food and obviously that was not working for me <laughs> because it was making me unhealthy. It was it a was, mechanism that you were using. It was. Yeah. Yeah. We all have different things that we do to deal with things. And that was my way of dealing. And at the time it seemed right. Looking back, no, I wasn't healthy. Not even, I'm not just saying looking at me physically, but emotionally being overweight um not feeling like you're good enough all these things um come into play with how you eat so after i so when i started my journey that was what i dealt with i dealt with the emotional the things that why am i eating why am i why have i been plus size above average my entire life And I would eat when I was sad, eat when I was even happy sometimes, but like always, like always eating. So by dealing with why, I was able to then learn how to eat. I eat everything. You guys, I eat everything. I'm not kidding you. So you know, I love diet. my pop. Yes, I love. Uh, no. Did you just say the word diet? <laughs> Did you just say the word diet? I said, I said, okay, I eat. Not. Oh, no. Hate is a bad word. I dislike the word diet very much. Yeah, you are not. You're not. It has the word die in it. And oh, if you, yeah, it's a very negative word. And I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves. They do fad yeah. diets. They do things that are not sustainable. So I've lived it with the yo-yoing. You go on this fad diet. You lose a lot of weight. But guess what? It's not sustainable. So as soon as yeah. you get off of it, Boom, you weigh more than when you started and then your mental health is it's a vicious cycle and we're hard on ourselves. So yeah. the way I did it and I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional, I'm just me. Um I learned to eat what I want to eat, everything. 
my kids will tell you i'm in the junk drawer all are the junk drawer i have the, one of those two i have a junk covers <laughs> where I, i'm eating but i'm not eating as much and as soon as you put yourself in a caloric deficit you lose weight so i'm not yeah. eating the whole pizza i'm eating two slices with a side of salad i order a poutine i may not finish it i'll take the other half home I don't do it daily and I don't have cheat days. I don't like calling them that either. I just eat whatever, whenever, but when I'm hungry. And I also, um, I don't deprive myself. So this is sustainable and it's proof because it's been three years and I'm constantly like either sustaining what I've lost or I'm losing. Like I, I, I'm not even, you know what? I'm just living right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to focus on the calories. I don't count calories. I never have. I just know that I'm eating less than what I used to. So it's going to work for me. And I think um, that's what worked for me. And I'm just, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just, this is, yeah. So when difficult times happen, how do you cope with them? Because you, you don't cope with them with food anymore. What, what have you learned to cope? Well, this past year has been the most stressful that I've ever had in my life. Even if you look at my other traumas, this was the worst for me. And this was um, a real eye-opener for how I handled it. I didn't go to food, which I normally would have. But because I had learned why I was eating, I didn't use that as my as my form of comfort. It was my walking. It was going to the gym. It was sweating it out. Um, you know, I ca like call up a friend and say, hey, I'm going to Planet Fitness. Let's go do that treadmill because I've got something to burn off. And we would be on separate treadmills side by side. And I would be like venting, crying, sweating, but I wasn't eating. Like, I mean, I ate when I got home. Like, I, I never yeah, starved but, myself, but. But not as an addiction. No, I cut that. I am. I can honestly say my addiction to food is over because this was That's proof. Because I'm not going to relive this past year again, hopefully. <laughs> you know, and I got through it because I had dealt with what was going on in here uh -huh. a different way. Uh -huh. And that is that's that's what I what I really want other people to know is that you can you can know you're worth it and you can find other ways healthier ways to whether whatever addiction it is mine was foodism i said that already before but there are other ways to blow off that that stress for sure and how how do you do it with a being a single mom to four children like uh, many of our listeners are are women, and and, and some of them are in your um, position as well as well as single moms. What advice do you have for them? You have to. It's very important to find time for yourself. You are not just a mom. You are a woman or a dad. Um that you need time for you you know my my outlet another outlet i have i love dancing 
Okay. Mm. So I will find any time to dance. Even if my kids are home, I'm dancing in the kitchen. <laughs> but, nice. but what I'm saying is, is like, you can, you have to just step out there, get yourself a babysitter. Find, I, I hope you have some sort of family support. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough that my daughter, my oldest is 12. So she's, she's come into the play of being my, my babysitter, not all the time because I don't want to put that pressure on her, but I have hired babysitters and I have like dropped them off at my parents' place just to go for a one hour walk. My friends have stepped in for me. Um, like I'm just lucky that I have that support. I know we're not all in that same position. But you could maybe look in the neighborhood for a babysitter, just going for a walk, having a hot bath, um, and not being called mom, mom, mom. You, we all have lived it. Or dad, dad, dad. Um, you just need to find that time for yourself and know that it's not selfish. I was made to believe that it was um, for a long time. <laughs> when I would go for a walk, I used to get in trouble that it was running into family time and stuff, but it's not. Going for a walk and doing something for yourself makes you a better parent because you have blown off the self, like the self-destruction that's going on in your head. It's not going to come out in less patience for being with your children. So for me going out, having a walk, me going out to the bar to dance, and coming home on a like you know and the kids come back and we're all we're together and i've been a mom i've been a i'm janine <laughs> let's not forget that <laughs> right so i just feel it's very important that someone finds a time and knows that it's not um selfish it's not you need it you need it and it's it's easy to love excuse me it's easy to love somebody somebody else when you love yourself first, right? Yeah. It's very true. Um I'm a I've gone through all of it. I've gone through where I didn't like myself. I um and I noticed I noticed how um my patience was less with my own kids. Um and that's not fair to them. So by me working on myself, I'm able now, like, uh, it's just the whole picture. <laughs> it, it just all goes together. When you work on your mental health, you work on your health journey, your emotional journey, you're doing things on your own, finding time for yourself, you can be a better parent. Yes. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um. If you have, well, you have here an opportunity to, I mean, you have already said it, uh, say something that you are not usually, um, that you don't generally get a chance to. What would you say besides what you have said already? Okay. I get asked a lot of times when I run into people that haven't seen me in a while, um, What's your secret? What diet are you on? And remember, I don't like that word diet. So um, I just want to tell people what my secret is. And it's very simple. Um, mindset is really the magic. It's, um, 
It's what got me on this health journey and kept me on it. Mindset. Mindset is magic. That's what I want to tell everybody. It's how you, it's, yeah, mindset. That's my magic, guys. There's no pill. There's no not eating. There's no restrictions. You just gotta, you just gotta learn to love yourself and know that you're worth it. And, you know, and I, find time. I, I, I want to, I want to do that. Like you are inspiring me, Janine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to call it health journey. I'm on a weight loss journey. Um, I'm trying to, to, to love myself. And I'm trying to change that mindset, as as you're mentioning. In the morning, when I when I shave, I have to shave my hair. I I don't have much hair, but I, the hair that I have, I, I shave it every day. So I look at myself in the mirror, and 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 I don't have nice words to say to the men in the mirror. I I, I hate it. I hate it. I don't, I don't like what I see. But listening to your story it gives me hope. If you can do it, if you were all your life, you were not loving yourself, and now at 42, you were able to switch that and love yourself and change your mindset. If you can do it, Janine, do you think I can do it too? You can. I can do it too. Yes, I can. You can even start yeah, you can yeah. start with small steps. You stand in the mirror and you look and you point out things you like about yourself. There's there's something. Maybe it's your, I don't know, but you stand in the mirror and you're like, I like my eyes. I like my ears. You know, like different things. We, we tend to focus always on the negative, right? And I've done that. I'm victim of that. And it's the only thing that's happened from me pointing out all the bad things about myself is held me back. It allowed people to treat me poorly and I accepted it because, and, and so what I hope for everyone out there, including you, is to just know how important it is to love yourself and the rest will follow. It doesn't matter what the number on the scale is. That's not the, that's not the issue. That does not define us. How much uh -huh. we weigh. Is it my here. Yeah. It's here. Just loving yourself will get you further in the long run. Not even I'm not even talking about the weight loss. I just mean doing things for yourself, saying you can do it is is like I don't even know how to I can't even word it right now. <laughs> I'm at a loss of words. I maybe I talk too much already, but yeah. You can do it. Everybody yeah. can do it. If I Everybody can do it can. and I'm if I can do it. Anybody can do it. They just have to put their mind to it. That's yeah. why the mindset is the magic. Well, thank you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with me on Empathy Cafe's podcast. Thanks for having me. It was it, a, is, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day. I will be in touch on, on, on social media. But thank you very much for this message of, of hope. And, uh, and having a positive mental health. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you all for, for watching, fellow empaths, for watching us live and listening to our podcast. If 
you like what you saw and heard and want me to continue bringing real conversations with real people, you can support Empathy Cafe by going to www.empathy.cafe and tapping the donation button. This was One on One Life with Janine Lemon. See you next time. Peace and love.